it connects to the throne. It connects to the element of repentance with your Savior, right? We're going to fail there as well. It's just the nature of our being. But as long as we can ask for forgiveness and move forward, then we can win. A culture of trust in a family is something that needs to be cultivated and carefully maintained. Without trust, all relationships crumble, and this is especially true with those we love the most. I'm Ben Halk, and my wife Stacy is joining me today as we host this inaugural episode of This Is Family. That's right. We're so excited about launching the new This Is Family podcast during Calvary's Family Month. We'll be looking through the lens of an apostolic worldview at real issues that impact families in modern life. On today's episode, we'll be discussing transparency, truth, and trust, and how that impacts the relationships within our families. We'll have a conversation with practical ideas for creating high levels of trust and togetherness that bring emotional peace to our homes. Absolutely. And we have some very special guests joining us today to talk about this big topic of trust. In studio are Reverend Brett and Sister Sheila Healy. Brother and Sister Healy serve as Calvary's Ministry Development Directors, working with our licensed and aspiring ministers, as well as the many leaders within Calvary to challenge, inspire, and spur growth at every level. Brother Healy is a graduate of Indiana Bible College and serves on the boards of Calvary Christian School and the recently opened Calvary Christian Child Care. He works as a successful vice president at Bank of America. Sister Healy is the assistant director of online learning at Indiana Bible College, and she's a vital part of the Calvary support structure. Most importantly, brother and sister Healy are parents of Mason, who I might add is an amazing young man and a super promising up and coming guitar player. The Healy's just celebrated 28 years of True. marriage True. at the end of August. You guys are obviously doing something very, very right. So congratulations on that milestone. Welcome, brother and sister Healy. We thank you for joining us on This Is Family. Uh, it's good to be here. What an yes. honor. Well, right at the outset of our conversation, um, I'd like to share a quote from Frank Sonnenberg, who is the author of a book called Follow Your Conscience. He says, trust is like blood pressure. It's silent, vital to good health, and if abused, it can be deadly. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3 states, the integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressors shall destroy them. So start us off with your thoughts on how important trust is within the context of a family. That's a great question. The importance of trust is absolutely paramount. Uh, I would say personally, if you think about kind of where we're at in our personal life, what we're doing on the farm, we're building a house. The most important part of building that house is the foundation. And so kind of in the natural side of it, that means deep footers. That means concrete. Uh, On the spiritual side, though, we're building our house and our family on the rock, Christ Jesus. And there's no doubt that it is critical in today's day and time that we do keep eternity in our the forefront of our mind and our actions and in raising Uh, In our case, our child, but in many cases, children, you have a number of them, of course. (laughs) And so I am sure every day that you're thinking about how does this measure up to our walk with God? 
And uh, for me, the most important thing is the foundation that we're building. So I'm thinking about, as I consider families that are just starting out, you know, what are the most important things that they should be thinking about right now? What's the foundation that they should be building? And uh, I, I feel like a husband and a wife should be asking questions early on. What, what does A, B, or C look like for us? How does the winning at home need to look? And uh, I would say, if I was, you know, steering somebody to consider some thoughts, maybe it would be around uh, when the church doors are open, our family's there. We're not questioning it. We're not thinking about it. We're not wondering if we're tired, if, if we're too busy. We're, we're at church, and that's what's important to us as a family. I would say uh, daily prayer and Bible reading as a family. There's not a day that goes by, even when I travel and I'm on the road for work, I'll call home and we'll pray together as a family over the phone if awesome. we need to, just to make sure that that's happening. That's how important it is. Bible reading in the family is critical, critical. And, uh, you know, I would say in the home, just kind of running through a couple practical tips that I think That's might help yeah. people. But, you know, uh, Sheila, for instance, is concerned about setting a, a well-prepared dinner, right? Because she is on the earth here making sure that we're we're nourishing the family. And you got to do the same thing spiritually, right? You've, you've got to Get these disciplines in your life and in your family and let your kids know they're important. For me as the dad, I look at myself as the provider effectively for our family. And I realize there are a lot of different variations of what family looks like today and single moms out there that are filling both of these roles, really. And we honor them for their effort. Um, but for me, I'm thinking about how I have to provide for the family that temporal uh, sustenance, if you will. But the contrary to that spiritually is I've got to be the leader of the home and I've got to set the trajectory of where we're going spiritually as a family. And it's got to be important. I'm sure some of the same things are on your mind as well. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, some of the things that you said really brought uh, a couple of thoughts to mind uh, when you talked about the foundation and you use that analogy of building your home and, and building a, a sure foundation for the physical structure. Um, my mind immediately went to that the fact that you didn't just get out there with uh, a shovel um, and just start digging a, a completely random hole, yeah. you you had a plan um, to be able to to build that foundation where it needed to be and how it needed to be built. So when we look at those foundational elements uh, and trust being really the central foundational element, um, that plan in the spiritual and in our homes. Um, you mentioned Bible reading, you mentioned that accountability. So all those things I think work together sure, um, to really foster that trust. So within, within the context of a family, there's going to be a, a parent, parent-child relationship. There's going to be uh, a, perhaps a marriage relationship. Um, you know, you did mention the the single uh, mothers, single fathers, and of course, to echo your point, we honor them. Um, but let's talk a little bit about those two different uh, those two different relationships within a family. So sure. maybe maybe first off, um, uh, Sister Healy, let let me ask you a question because um, I would like to hear from from the 
wife's standpoint here. Uh, how important is it that you know you can trust Brother Healy? Well, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything, really. I mean... Well, to, to, to level set for a moment here, maybe. Uh, I would say I've, I've broken trust. Over the oh, years, sure. 28 yeah. years, yeah. there's going to sure. be a moment sure. in every real marriage Absolutely. where you have to ask for forgiveness because there was a certain expectation of what was to happen. So, um, you know what breaks my heart is when she's telling me that I broke her trust and she's crying probably in that delivery of that, and it crushes me that I failed. And all I can do, though, is say, Sheila, I'm sorry. I missed the boat here, but let's let's pick up from here and move forward. And we've had that conversation a time or two, to be honest. It's also God's way when we mess up like that of us realizing how important that trust is. Yeah. Yeah. You know it, it connects to the throne. It connects to the element of repentance with your savior, sure. right? Yeah. We're gonna fail there as well. It's just the nature of our being, yeah. right? But as long as we can ask for forgiveness and move forward, then we can win. Uh, extremely good point, Brother Healy. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, and and really, uh, to your point, um, Stacy, the 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 aspect of trust being broken, and then coming to one another and and having that healing moment, that time when uh, you know, like you said, Brother Healy, when Sheila's crying. And, and you've obviously, you've missed the boat. You've, you've let her down, um, as I have with, with, with Stacy as well. It's, um, it's just going to happen. To a certain degree, that act of, of forgiveness and healing, recognizing that I have fallen short and receiving the forgiveness of my wife, um, is another step in building of the trust while trust may have been broken and maybe you take a step back the process of healing through that can can be two steps forward yeah over time now depending on the severity of of the breach of trust um you know it can take a while um but through god's grace and his forgiveness and his his involvement and action in the spirit in a marriage my goodness, can can amazing things happen? It's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing when we see that happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, something that Sheila's folks would have told us as we were um, kind of in that premarital counseling stage, connected back to Ephesians four and twenty six: Be ye angry and sin not; let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So their advice to us was never go to bed mad and i think that was tremendous did you just laugh (laughs) (laughs) that's the raw truth of it right and in fact when when we were early wed i would say my instinctual behavior 
was to withdraw. If we had if we had a dispute sure. and I was angry, I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's the last thing I wanted to do. And Sheila, of course, coming from this mindset that her parents raised her in with the, the church. I wasn't raised in church, so I didn't have that as the backbone of my upbringing. She did. And uh, she wanted to talk about it. So you got somebody who wants to talk about it and somebody who doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Sure. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it can get real spicy real, real fast. But yeah. my other grandmother always said, look, uh, the, the making up part's pretty fine. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we never really ran too far yeah. from those. Uh, no, well, the fact that you're going to have those disputes. For sure. And part, part of that is, is really uh, working to understand each other. Yeah. yeah, working to understand one another and how you communicate, how you deal with situations, recognizing that, uh, you know, I may have to give Stacy a little space to process through some stuff before I just, hey, let's talk about this. Come on. And notice he he directed that really at me because I like you, you Brother space. Healy. I'm the one that needs the space for a moment to process. I've learned a little something in our 20 years of marriage. <laughs> And also, I think along this point of trust and the relationship, we also have to keep this in mind, raising children, Yeah. yeah. because there are, there's times, you know, that our kids are going to break our trust or mm-hmm. we don't handle a situation just right with them. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be able to, you know, come and apologize or work through some things with them and teach them how to build back up trust, teach them how to make a mistake yep. and then work through it. And I think turning that corner, uh, it's, it's really an extension. So raising the children is an extension of the marital relationship. Mm-hmm. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. if, if the trust relationship between husband and wife isn't solid, and if we don't have that, that sure foundation to your illustration of, of the point of the foundation of trust yeah. within the context of marriage, how can we, uh, how can we pass that on that trust to our kids? Um, we can't unless it's, unless it starts first between the husband and wife. So then turning that corner to the children, you know, there may be times where um, we as parents where myself as the dad, where I have to do something that is the right thing, but not the easy thing. Yeah. The right thing that that um, you know may bring about uh, a result that is not optimal to, in the in the here and now, but it demonstrates to my children that you know what this is how we should behave. So we have to speak truth to our children to show them what it looks like. Even when it's painful. Even, especially yeah. when it's painful. Yeah. Especially. And I think really how it goes back to kind of where we started a little bit about the word of God really, uh, the blueprints for the building of the house, right, on the, the natural side of this, but the spiritual side, we're looking to the scripture, the word of God to guide us. And when something that we're doing or thinking doesn't line up with the word of God, we've got to err on the side of right, no matter how painful it might be in that process. And that's what the children really need to learn. And that's transparent parenting when you can go in and say, look, buddy, this is wrong because, or maybe you go back and you say, look, dad messed up here. Mm -hmm. And I want to fix that with you because uh, if I don't, you're going to walk away thinking something that you shouldn't be thinking. And I made a bad judgment call in a moment, but I'm going to fix this right 
now. So that that long, really, it's a, a long range view mm-hmm. of recognizing that God has entrusted us with these precious souls. Yeah, um, and it's a big responsibility to train them up in the way that they should go. Um, and how appropriate is that verse? Uh, in the context of this conversation, that we are training up our children in the way they should go, because when they're old, we want them not to depart from this right. truth. Right. So, um, and raising children is different than training children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're training someone for a job, you're showing them how to do it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're teaching. Yeah. We're reminded of this in Luke chapter six where it tells us that a student is not above his teacher, but everyone after they've been completely trained will become like his teacher. I think we just have to realize that we're, we're training them. We're not just raising them. Raising to me is, is kind of like my duty. Like, well, Feeding, I had this clothing. child. Yeah. So All I have important. to, Absolutely. yes, but training is a totally different thing. And so I find it really interesting that in scripture the word training was used yeah, not yeah, raising for sure. and 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 to to our topic of of truth trust transparency um and, and we we really wanted to, to throw in the transparency part too because truth and trust um can be verbalized can be spoken um it's very easy to say that was a lie this is the truth there are some some clear and definite um, distinctions between speaking truth, speaking falsehood. Uh, when it comes to transparency, there are certain things that we need to do to allow those others in our lives to see in mm-hmm. just in our behavior uh, and have access to things that are instructive in the fact that they are observed, but not necessarily sat down with a piece of paper, drawn out. Um, I think of one example would be, um, I shouldn't have close personal relationships with anyone um, that my wife isn't aware of. Correct. Sure. That, now, that's not me going to her specifically and saying and, and, and telling her a truth or a falsehood, but it's allowing her the transparency into my life to know. So these are the principles of transparency that I want us to maybe unpack a little bit. Yeah. Well, let me just say, um, you know, when you can find another couple that's similar to you, that certainly has the same like mindedness, um, it, 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 it's spectacular how it can change, uh, all of your relationships around you really. So I would say a few years ago, I'm not exactly great on time, but, uh, we, we had a couple of couples that we started really hanging out closely with. And uh, I remember one of them, the, the gentleman said, look, if we were not a like-minded group, I would not waste my time whatsoever investing. And so uh, thankfully, we were like-minded and we have invested in those relationships now are very, very close. And so we meet on a monthly basis at each other's homes for that fellowship. All of our kids are around the same age. We um, you know, but to the transparency point, um, it's it's interesting, p- perhaps more or less on the transparency side when it, this just coincidentally happened. I think I had a flat tire 
right, on my bike. We were out biking. I had a flat tire. And somebody went to get the car. And so I decided I'm going to send my location to them. Well, then I decided that was pretty cool. I'm just going to let them always have my location so that they can kind of see. So it's a little bit of accountability. Sheila, Mason, this other family, everybody can kind of see where Brett Healy is. And I don't mind that at all because, um, you know, I, I've got that long range mission and goal of, of where I'm trying to go. Very good. And, you know, to your point about um, the relationships and who you, you know, hanging with like-minded people, I mean, iron sharpeneth iron. And then we also see in Psalms chapter one, that blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Right. So who are we giving, you know, giving ear to? Yeah. It's a covering for our families and it, it works all, you know, there's three families in this particular group I'm talking about, and it works all the ways. And, and I mean, we are so trusted with each other that we can talk so freely and know it's going nowhere. I mean, it's going to the grave, but we have that opportunity to talk freely and be, you know, aside from judgment and, and just not have to worry about uh, what we're sharing, you know, going beyond those, those three couples. That's great. Now I want to get, I want to get the perspective of the mothers, the wives though. How important is that, um, connectedness though to these other couples like brother he was mentioned oh it's been a lifeline for us i mean it gives us someone to talk to they're going through some of the same things that we're going through so you have someone to talk to with it Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's just that camaraderie you know it it runs deep enough that it's like family really it is i mean for us it may not be blood family but it's we just vacation together yeah you know what my favorite memory was it was that hour in the morning around the Bible with this other family, breakfast table, dinner. Those were the times that I treasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you have someone that you trust with your child, with, if you had a situation, you could call them and say, I need your help. If Brett's not available, I know I could call one of these couples and they would be there in an instant. Well, and see that, I think, I think you just nailed, uh, nailed it is that you mentioned that you can trust these other folks. And, mm-hmm. and really, so going back to our analogy of building the home, we have a set of plans. We've dug the foundation. Now we're building on that foundation, our own family unit, but then adding on those things that really bring color to life and that we can also trust just as much because it's a part of who we are. It's a part of our, of our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, these couples that, that you're talking about, um, how wonderful is that? And it's an extension of that trust foundation that you have laid within your home that you can then add other families, like-minded people to be included on that, on that structure of trust. So for me, there have been moments of like, okay, who are those people, you know? Um, And I think you have to be intentional about having close friendships. If you have a moment in your life, in a phase of life where you feel a little bit of separation or loneliness, we all go through those times, then I think you have to be intentional about finding those friendships or reconnecting, rekindling old friendships, whatever that may be. We have some really close friends of ours that we've been friends for years since we were teenagers. We dated together. And the distance between us with them having moved away to a different church kind of brought a little bit of separation, but we are, as our kids are getting older, we're being able to, oh, can take a deep breath and rekindle that a bit. And that has been so wonderful. 
Jonathan and David, the Bible records that their souls were knit together. Mm. Wow. So if I can leave any type of a visit or fellowship with friends that we feel knit together with, that's a win. And those are the relationships that we feel like we need to gravitate towards and continue to lift up and talk about so that people can realize. I mean, it took us probably 23 years or something to find another a group of friends that operate this way and have just totally strengthened everything about who the Healy's are, really. And so um, that's my practical idea today is to find and gravitate towards those kinds of friendships that can help you figure out how to go in the right direction with your family and how to parent in the right way and point your kids towards heaven. That you're able to be transparent Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Back to our transparency. Yeah. It's so important to have friends that you can be real with. Yep. Kind of no filter, just yeah, and that and the transparency, the trust, the truth that pervades the entire uh, the entire relationship. You know, we've talked today, and I think we're nearing the time where we we need to wrap up. I think we could talk for hours about about this topic, and I appreciate your time today. But um, you know, we've talked about the relationship between husband and wife. We've talked about the relationship between parents and children. And then we've talked about, by extension, the relationship between the family and other families and the trust, that that, that ribbon of trust that, that weaves itself through the entire tapestry. Um, final thoughts. How do we really, really make sure that we're intentional about doing what we've just talked about? Well, the key word that you just said, I think, is intentional. And so we have to incorporate the things that were discussed today into our everyday life. Uh, the Bible reading, the prayer, the transparency, the uh, siding with the scripture, being, you know, right by the word of God. And even when that's painful, all of these things have to be practiced on a day to day basis and just implemented and just intentionally delivered into the family. Wonderful. Well, we've come to the end of our time here today. Such a great conversation dealing with a family culture of transparency, truth, and trust. Brother and Sister Healy, thank you for joining us today. We've enjoyed having you all. Our pleasure. Well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And be sure to tune in next week as we discuss family devotions, prayer, and worship, and creating deep spiritual moments in our homes. We really hope you'll join us next week. For now, we say farewell, and we pray God's blessings on your family.